Hi, everybody. This is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor, and welcome to this BCI webinar titled Using Stock Dividends and Option Premium to Generate Cash Flow in Low Interest Rate Environments. We're going to use covered call writing blue chip stocks to accomplish this very specific strategy. I hope this presentation finds all of you safe and healthy given this COVID crisis that we've been dealing with. Now, this, uh, this virus has impacted our lives, really, I would say, everybody's life. For me, uh, for the last 12 years, I've been traveling the country, having the great opportunities to meet so many of you in various cities in the United States. That all came to an end in March. I then canceled all of my commitments through the end of the year, and who knows how long it'll take for uh, everything to settle down. We, we definitely will be dependent on a vaccine to get back to a normal lifestyle. In the interim, I've been doing webinars for various investment clubs throughout the country. And uh, the BCI team and I realized that uh, in addition to the videos, blog articles, and all the other uh, educational uh, products that we've been providing, we do wanna stay in touch with you because after all, it is the BCI community that put us on the financial map. And that's when we get the idea of presenting a webinar to the entire BCI community. So here we are. Now this webinar is brought to you by Florida, New Jersey, and Australia. We have uh, Barry Bergman, the BCI Managing Director, who will be available to answer any of your questions while I'm presenting the PowerPoint, just go to the chat box uh, on the Zoom screen, type in your question, and Barry will respond in real time. Also, we have Darius from Australia, who is handling the technical aspect of the webinar and will be recording it for those uh, who are not able to attend live. And uh, Darius will make sure that everything runs smoothly. So thanks to, Barry and Darius for helping us out tonight. Now, we're in a very unusual time uh, with interest rates so incredibly low. There's very little opportunities to make money. And certainly the stock market seems to be the only place to do it. It's being called the TINA principle. There is no alternative. And so many of you have written to me saying, uh, dividends, can we use dividends uh, with our covered calls? Because if you look at the stocks in the S&P 500 and the Dow 30 that generate dividends, it's triple and quadruple that of the 10-year treasury. Very, very unusual and great opportunities for the stock market. So I wrote this webinar where we're going to incorporate both uh, stock dividends and covered call writing to create a, st a strategy to generate income in this very unusual environment. So that said, let's get started with a uh, presentation overview. First of all, let me just remind you again that Barry is available. Don't hesitate to put questions in the chat box. There's no question that's too simple or too complicated. If we don't know the answer, we'll tell you. But you should get answers to just about all of your questions. At the very end of the presentation, if there are a few additional questions, uh, I'll go, uh, Barry will come in and let me know, and the two of us will respond. 
if there are additional questions, uh, you'll take uh, send an email to me or Barry, and we'll give you those email addresses at the end once again. Basically, it's Alan, A-L-A-N, or Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at thebluecollarinvestor.com. We're going to analyze the strategy. Now, in my presentations, I'm so fortunate to have a wide range of option investors. Uh, I always have those that are just starting out, beginners, and all the way to those that are very sophisticated option traders. And I try to craft my webinars so that there's something for everybody. So I almost always start off my webinars with option basics. And then since the strategy we're focusing in on tonight is covered call writing, we'll, we'll uh, define covered call writing and give a hypothetical example of that. Then we're gonna focus like a laser on dividend distribution and how that impacts our covered call writing trades. The three required skills, which you hear me say over and over and over again, will be addressed. Uh, stock selection and option selection mainly, with a little touch of trade management for the most part, which is beyond the scope of this webinar, but we'll allude to it uh, towards the end of the presentation. I'll talk to you a little bit about the BCI products that can bring your knowledge of these strategies to the highest possible level. Plus we're introducing a brand new product tonight. Maybe some of you know about it. Uh, some of you have already purchased it. Uh, a new uh, spreadsheet calculator that uh, Barry and I created that we're very, very proud of. We'll go through all the free resources on the blue collar site because some of you may not be aware of the myriad of free resources that we have on the general website. And I'll be giving a discount coupon uh, to purchase products uh, that'll be active tonight and tomorrow. And once again, at the end, if there are any additional questions, um, Barry and I will uh, take and respond to them as well. So let's analyze this strategy now. <clears throat> We're going to purchase top performing blue chip stocks. Those are the ones that have dividends. We're going to reevaluate our bullish assumption every month. Now, <clears throat> this strategy will work with weekly options as well. My go-to strategy is with monthlies, but weeklies can be very, very effective in avoiding ex-dividend dates and earnings reports, which is something that we're going to address. We're gonna also look to capture corporate dividends. Now, with our covered call strategy, we have the opportunity to sell all different types of strikes. In this particular strategy, we're going to only sell out-of-the-money covered calls with strike prices higher than current market value. That's going to generate premium. And the reason we generate premium is because we are undertaking an option obligation to sell our shares at the strike price by the expiration date. So we get paid for that. But because we're selling out-of-the-money strikes, we will also have an opportunity for share appreciation from current market value up to the strike price. So I highlighted there in yellow, the three income streams that each trade will have the opportunity to capture. Corporate dividends, option premium, and share appreciation. So each trade will have three potential income streams. Now let's start with the basics. We're gonna build a foundation first, and then we're gonna focus like a laser on this specific strategy. An option is a made-up thing. It's a contract that gives the holder or buyer of that contract the right, but not the obligation, 
to either buy or sell 100 shares of stock at a fixed price, which is called the strike price, by a specified date called the expiration date. Most options expire on the third Friday of the month for monthlies. Now, it is the right to execute a future stock transaction. Now, we're going to be focusing in on call options, covered call writing, in tonight's webinar. And covered call writing gives the holder or buyer of that option the right but not the obligation to buy 100 shares of stock at the strike price by the expiration date, third Friday of the month, 4 p.m. Eastern time. You could also use call options in the PCP strategy. We call it the put, call, put. Uh, some people refer to it as the wheel strategy. Uh, that's a focus of uh, my Selling Care Secured Puts book, but uh, is not the focus of tonight's webinar. So when we sell a call option, we are selling some unknown person the right, but not the obligation, to buy our shares from us by the strike price, which we determine, by the expiration date that we determine, and in return, we are paid a cash premium. Now, a put option is the opposite of a call option. It gives the holder the right but not the obligation to sell 100 shares of stock at the strike price by the expiration date. So we're focusing in tonight on call options. Now, I want to talk to you in this slide regarding the moneyness of an option. It's such an important part of our option success is to understand the significance of the moneyness of an option. And that is the relationship of the strike price to the current market value of the stock. Now, as it relates to call options, and at the money strike is where the stock price, in this hypothetical $30, is the same as the call strike price, $30. So if we sold a $30 strike on a stock that was trading at 30, we're agreeing to sell it for the same price that it currently trades for. Now, very closely related to at the money is near the money. And that's when the stock price is very close, but not precisely the same as the call strike. So an example of that would be a stock trading at $29.95, and we sell the $30 call option. It's almost at the money, but not quite. So most option traders will refer to this as near the money. Now, the most popular by far of all the strike prices is the out of the money strike. And that's the one we'll be using with this particular strategy tonight. And that's where the stock price is lower than the price that we're agreeing to sell our shares for. So an example would be a stock trading at 28, and we agree to sell it at $30. So out of the money is higher than the current market value. Now, the fourth bullet point is in the money strike, which very, very few option traders use outside of the BCI community. As a matter of fact, when I do a lot of my uh, seminars at uh, live events and convention centers, other speakers will come up to me and say, oh, you're the guy that uses in the money strikes. And I'm thinking to myself, we all should be in certain conditions. But uh, again, we're, we're not going to be addressing in the money strikes with this particular webinar because we have a specific way we're crafting the strategy to meet very specific goals. But an example of an in the money strike is when a stock is trading at 32 and we agree to sell it for 30. Now to a new investor that may seem crazy, 
because we're losing $2 on the sale of the stock. But the premium we generate when we sell that option will compensate us for the $2 we're going to lose on the sale of the stock, plus a little bit more. And that little bit more represents our initial profit. Once again, the in the money strike will not be uh, shown in this particular webinar tonight, but it is detailed in all of my books and DVD programs. The final two definitions are the option premiums, the amount of cash we receive when we sell that covered call in relationship to the price of the stock. So the equation that uh, you need to know is right at the top here. The premium consists of two components, intrinsic value and time value. Now, intrinsic value only applies to in the money strikes. And the example I gave in the last slide was the stock trading at 32, if we generated a premium of $3, we can't count that entire $3 as profit because we're losing $2 on the sale of the stock. So we must deduct that $2 from the $3 premium to get our actual time value return. In this case, that would be $1. Now, I know most of you have access to the Elman calculator, which will do all this math for you. But if you don't, at the end, part of the free resources section that I'm going to show you, I'll tell you folks how to get a free copy of the basic Elman calculator. So once again, intrinsic value applies only to in-the-money strikes, and the time value is everything above intrinsic value. For at-the-money, and out of the money strikes, there is no intrinsic value component, and therefore the premiums are all time value. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty now. What is covered call writing? Well, covered call writing is a strategy that consists of three words. Let's break them down. Covered means the stock is purchased first before we sell the option. Now, we can do them simultaneously in a buy-right combination form, but we're going to discuss this strategy from a legging-in perspective. Buy the stock first and then sell the option. We know our cost basis. It protects us. Another word for covered could be protected. So we buy the stock first. Once we own the stock and we are in this covered or protected position, we then can sell the call option. And, of course, that's the type of option we are selling. We are selling some unknown person the right but not the obligation to buy our shares from us at the strike price by the expiration date. The third word is writing, and that means we are initiating a sell to open trade. On our broker form, it will say either sell to open or STO. So it means we are initiating a sell to open trade. If we decide to buy back that option, it would be a buy to close trade, BTC. So that's the uh, three words in the term covered call writing. Now we're gonna go with a preview example and you're gonna see a lot of real life examples throughout the remainder of this webinar. So let's assume first we purchase 100 shares of stock, company XYZ, and of course, the reason we say 100 shares is because for every one option contract we sell, in order to be covered, we have to own 100 shares of the underlying security, be it a stock or an exchange-traded fund, ETF. 
In this case, we're going to buy 100 shares of XYZ at 48. So our investment is then $4,800. Now we are covered. We can then sell the call option. So we're selling some unknown person the right, but not the obligation, to buy our shares from us. We're going to use the out-of-the-money $50 strike in this hypothetical, which means those shares can be purchased from us at any time. These are American-style options. They could be purchased from us at any time during the contract up to 4 p.m. Eastern time on expiration Friday. Let me just say at this point that early exercise is extremely rare. And when it happens, it's usually associated with the next dividend date, something we are going to cover tonight. Now, in this hypothetical, we're going to receive a premium of $1.50 or $150 for the contract or the 100 shares. Now, $150 premium, uh, which since it's out of the money is all time value, represents a 3.1% one month time value return. That's our initial return. We could do that every month. It would annualize out to 37%. Now, that's not our final return. That's our initial return. It could be more and it could be less by the end of the contract. Let me give you two of the major scenarios that can take place by the end of the contract. Let's assume for a moment the price of the stock never supersedes the agreed upon $50 sales price. Well, the option buyer is not gonna to elect to exercise that option and buy our shares from us at 50 if they're trading at a lower price. So the option expires worthless. We keep the $150 no matter what, folks. That's ours to keep. That stays in our cash account. So we keep the 3.1% one month return on the option side. We still own the shares, and now we're free to sell another option the following contract month. The second possible major outcome is that the price of the stock does in fact move above the $50 strike price, even by a penny. And if we take no action, our shares will be sold on the Saturday after expiration Friday at the strike price. Now, if we buy back the option prior to 4 p.m. Eastern time on expiration Friday, our shares will not be sold. So we have control over that in 99.9% of the situations. We have control. Okay, so let's assume we don't and the shares are sold for 50. Well, now we've made another $200 per contract, uh, 48 to 50 times 100. That makes our total one-month profit $350 or 7.3% one month return. We could do that every month. It would annualize out to that ridiculous number you see on the last line of this screenshot, 87% annualized. Now, I don't need to tell you that we're not gonna get that kind of return on every position in our portfolio every month of the year. You already knew that. But you will get a few of these every month. I have been doing that for more than two decades. So you have to know how and when to use this type of strike price that I've given in this hypothetical example called the out of the money strike, higher than current market value. And that's the one we're gonna be favoring with this particular strategy. Now, most of you have heard me say this over and over and over again, and um, I don't apologize for it because it is so important. And we're constantly getting new members and thank you all for that. But you must master these three required skills 
before risking even one penny of your hard-earned money. You must be able to determine what stock or ETF should be selected. And it should not be based on which one is going to give me the highest premium. It absolutely should not be based on that. Because the amount of premium we generate is going to be based on the implied volatility or how risky that stock or ETF is. And we don't want to create more risk than aligns with our personal risk tolerance. Option selection. How do we know what option to select? Well, we first have to structure our strategy to determine what our strategy goals are and our personal risk tolerance. We're going to address that tonight. And finally, position management. Once we enter our trade, uh, how do we manage it? And that's something I'm just going to allude to tonight. We're not going to get into details. Perhaps at a future webinar, if uh, we get positive feedback tonight, then we'll do more of these. And perhaps that will be uh, one of the topics we'll address. We want to hear from you. What do you want to hear? Let's talk for a moment about dividend distributions. Now, most companies that generate dividends do so on a quarterly basis. Not all, but most. Uh, and you must own the shares prior to the ex-dividend date to be eligible to receive the dividend. So that means if we're incorporating dividends into this three income strategy, we have to be aware of when the ex-dividend date is for the particular security that we're selling covered calls on. So it throws a little additional information that we need, but very, very easy to access uh, that we need to know in order to accomplish this strategy. So uh, the, the distribution date of the dividend is always after the ex-dividend date. All right, so the day that we receive the money is after the ex-date, but the date that we, as covered call writers, and, and investors that want to also capture corporate dividends, the date that we have to know about is the ex-dividend date. And we can get that information from various websites. This website that we use in our premium member reports is dividendinvestor.com. It's a free website, so you all can go ahead and check that out as well. And this is what the web pages look like at that site, dividendinvestor.com. And I made this page uh, when Microsoft was trading at 180.53. It's much higher than that today. Uh, but if you can see here, it will give you the uh, annual dividend uh, yield of 1.13%. Uh, That's a trailing 12-month yield. Um, and it will give you the X date. In this case, May 20th. Uh, and then three months from then. So uh, that information is an information you need to know. And if it doesn't have the updated upcoming distribution date, I, what I do is I just add three months to that date and I'll have a, an idea. And then ultimately it will be updated on this page. And you could see here that the pay date is always after the uh, ex-dividend date. But the date we have to focus in on is this one here, the ex-dividend date. So we should not have an option in place if the ex-dividend date is going to take place prior to contract expiration. All right, so that's uh, almost like we do with uh, earnings reports. We want to avoid earnings reports. So uh, that's similar to that. All right, let's get to those three required skills now. We're going to start with stock selection specific for this three income strategy. 
We're going to focus, ladies and gentlemen, on blue chip stocks and specifically the Dow 30. And we're going to look for the Dow 30 stocks that are outperforming the overall market or the S&P 500 in two specific time frames, three months and one year. We're going to do a comparative analysis of these Dow 30 stocks, and we'll only accept those that are outperforming in both the near term and the longer term. That shows strength. And that's what we want from our underlying securities. We want strength. And we're going to diversify. We don't want to pick one or two stocks. We want to try to diversify into as many stocks as possible, depending on what our portfolio cash availability is. We're going to be using 200,000 in these hypotheticals with actual real life examples in tonight's webinar, but that can be made smaller and it can be made larger. So at some point in time, we have to pick a number, and so I picked 200,000. We're also gonna to try to allocate a similar amount of cash per position. If we have five different stocks and we put 80% of our cash into one of them, we're really not properly allocated. We might be diversified, but we're not properly cash allocated. So we're gonna be focusing in on both diversification and cash allocation. So just to summarize, blue chip stocks outperforming the S&P 500 in two time frames. We're going to diversify into as many securities as we can, and then we're gonna allocate a similar amount of cash per position. You're never gonna be precise with the cash allocation. It's never gonna work out precisely, but we're gonna certainly be in the ballpark. Now, we provide, uh, most of you know this, two weekly reports to our premium members, a stock report that comes out on the weekends and an ETF report that comes out midweek. But we also provide what we call the BCI Blue Chip Report that comes out the week before contract expiration, before the week of third Friday of the month. And we use the analysis that I just described. We look for Dow 30 stocks that have outperformed the S&P 500 in a three month and a one year time frame. Now for the July 20, 2020 contracts, the S&P 500 had been up 31%. Uh, that's uh, because of uh, the post crash from March. It went up quite a bit and recovered. But in the last year, the S&P was up 8%. So those are the two numbers and we want our, our Dow 30 stocks to be able to beat the S&P in both those timeframes. You can see here, uh, 31 is the number. You can see here, these five securities outperform the S&P in, in the three month timeframe, and then again in the one year timeframe. So we have Apple Computer, Home Depot, Intel, Microsoft, and Nike that meets our system requirements. What about option selection? Well, I told you that I favor one month options and weeklies can be used to circumvent ex-dividend dates and earnings dates. You know the rule never to sell an option if there's an upcoming earnings report. So well, we have to know the earnings date. Now, if you like the stock and you want to hold it through the earnings report, that's okay. And then write the covered call after the report passes. And if we use weeklies, that's very easy to do. Because let's say the earnings date comes out the third week of a four-week contract. We could sell a two-week option, skip the third week, sell the four-week, fourth-week option, 
and then move back to monthlies for the next two months. So, uh, and you could do the same thing with ex-dividend dates. So you could use weekly op options to circumnavigate around X dates and earnings report dates. But again, I favor in general one month options. We're gonna use out of the money strikes because we're looking to generate two incomes, three income streams with each trade. So one income stream is capturing corporate dividends. The second income stream is option premium. And the third income stream is share appreciation from current market value up to the out of the money strike price. Now we're gonna to look to achieve time value return goals of one to 3%. Since we're only using out of the money strikes, the premium will be all time value. Remember, intrinsic value applies only to in the money strike. So it's gonna be all time value. Now for those of you who have um, read my articles and listened to my DVDs and our, our book, um, Covered Call Writing Alternative Strategies, you know that when we're doing portfolio overwriting of our existing portfolio in uh, taxable accounts, we use a lower return, uh, perhaps a half a percent a month. But this is different. We're looking to generate three income streams and we're not married to that particular stock because we're gonna reevaluate our bullish assumption every month. So we can go for higher premiums, still conservative, but higher premiums than if we were doing portfolio overriding where retaining the underlying shares is critical to avoid negative capital gains issues. So our goal, once again, one to 3%. Now let's look at an option chain here for uh, Microsoft, which at the time I made this screenshot was trading at 201.80 and uh, with contract expiration of July 17th, 2020. So just the last month's contract. Now, if we're looking for 1% to 3%, here's an easy way to figure this out. 1% of 201.80 would be $2. 2% would be $4. 3% would be $6. So if we look at the bid column over here, and we're looking for 246, we see that the 205 strike out of the money generated 485, and the 20250 strike generated $6.10. Now, I always talk about uh, leveraging the show or fill rule where we generate a higher premium than the published bid, but the, these uh, bid-ass spreads are very tight, 10 cents and uh, five cents, so no need to do that. You can just put in the published bid and, uh, and you will be able to get a very nice premium as you'll see in a second. So that's how you figure out one, two, or 3%. Now, if we fed this information for those two specific strike prices, you know, once again, the 20250 and the 205, into the Elman calculator, you fill in the blue cells with the option chain information. Here are the premiums over here, and the price was 20180. You could see that the time value return on our option is 3% and 2.4% respectively. Now, upside potential from current market value up to the strike price is 0.3 if Microsoft moves from 20180 up to the 20250 strike, and 1.6% if it moves from 20180 up to the 205 strike. So there's an opportunity for the 20250 strike for a 3.3% one month return and a 4.0% uh, for the 
205 strike. So as you can see, just on the covered call aspect of it, we have some terrific one month or four week opportunities here. Now let's take those five stocks that we saw from the blue chip report and feed those into the Elman calculator. And uh, again, we're looking for uh, out of the money strikes that generate that one to 3%. You remember the five stocks were Microsoft, Apple, Home Depot, Intel, and Nike. Uh, prices of the stock and the premium for the out of the money strikes with the out of the money strikes over here. Okay, now we go to the return on option or root column, and we could see that the, uh, it goes from a 2.0 up to a high of 3.0, right there where we want it to be, one to 3%. Upside potential goes from a low of 0.3 up to 4.1%. So we have, uh, we're in that three to 5% range in terms of maximum trade for each position just on the covered call writing aspect of it without the corporate dividend capture, which uh, will be added onto that over time. Let's talk for a moment about how to construct that portfolio given these five securities based on a $200,000 available cash. How do we do that? Well, we want to allocate a similar amount of cash to each position. We're never going to get it precisely, but we want to come as close as we possibly can. So if we have five divided into 200, that means we're going to allocate approximately 40K per position. Now, we take that 40K and divide the price per share into 40,000, and then we round off to the nearest 100. Because remember, for every one option contract we sell, we must first own 100 shares. If we owned 110 shares of Apple, we could still only write one contract. So for purposes of this three income stream strategy, we round off to the nearest 100. So here's how it worked out. Apple cost us 100 shares, it's the most expensive. We can only afford 100 shares. 36,617. Home Depot, we, we bought 200 shares and it went higher than the 40, 50,500. Remember I told you, it's never gonna be precise. Intel, 500 shares and we went under the 40 to 29,995. So we were like plus 10 with Home Depot and minus 10 with Intel. Microsoft was almost exact, 40,360, as was Nike, 40,732. So what we do is we, we wanna make sure that we have cash reserve for potential exit strategy opportunities. So all these shares added up to 198,204. That left us 1796 cash plus the option premiums for exit strategy execution, which is available to us. It doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna to need to do it, but if we do need to do it, we have to have the cash available to execute those position management trades. It's very important. Don't use all your cash to buy the shares. Then an exit strategy opportunity comes up and you go, oh, I can't do it because I don't have any money. So always make sure you have cash available for exit strategy uh, executions. And with the option premium, it should be anywhere from 2 to 4% of your portfolio net worth.
Now let's take a look at the initial time value premium returns that we're going to get on these positions. Uh, it was a return of $830 per contract for Apple, $510 per contract for Home Depot, $134 per contract Intel, $610 per contract on Microsoft, and $235 per contract on Nike. Okay, so if we added up all that option premium, it came to $4,680. Remember, we spent $198,204 to purchase those shares. That will leave us a return on the option side of 2.4%, which is perfect for our goal of 1% to 3%. Okay, so we have to start off the strategy by defining our goal and understanding our personal risk tolerance. Why don't we want a stock that generates an 8% one month return? Because it doesn't align with our personal risk tolerance. Now it may align with that of some investors, but for most investors actually that are using covered call writing, most of us are conservative investors who have capital preservation as one of our mission statements here. So you're not gonna want a security that's gonna generate 8% time value one month. Way too risky, way too high of an implied volatility. Blue chip stocks, the Dow 30 stocks, are generally speaking safe in that regard. So 2.4% on the option premium side. Now I mentioned to you that um, as we're crafting our portfolios that uh, trade management or position management is something that we have to master. And although we're not gonna get into detail tonight, I am gonna to allude to it in one or two slides here. Uh, so uh, one of the things that we wanna do is we wanna avoid early exercise due to ex-dividend days. Now remember, early exercise almost never happens. It almost never happens. Uh, you know, option buyers don't wanna be share owners. They wanna be option sellers. They want to be directionally correct and make money leveraging an option, which costs much less than a stock, and they want to make money on that option. They're looking to hit Grand Slam home runs. Covered call riders are looking to hit singles and doubles. So uh, if we want to capture that corporate dividend, we want to make sure that we don't have an option in place that expires after the ex-dividend date. So we could write the option on the ex-dividend date or afterwards, uh, and or we could write a two a two month option on that particular stock and move the contract expiration far far away from the ex dividend day. So the rule is not to have an option in place that expires after an earnings report or after uh, an ex dividend day. As far as the earnings report is concerned, the site that we look to is earningswhispers.com, and. Uh, it's reliable, but it's not 100% accurate, as many of you know. Uh, we, we try our best, but the published information isn't always accurate, but it's the best that we found over the last 12 years of providing our reports to you, our members. And of course, we have our general exit strategy arsenal. So let's take a look at that earningswhispers.com uh, site, and this is what it will look like here. And you can see that uh, Microsoft uh, is going to report on October uh, 21st after the market closes. And um, 
it will be bolded when it's confirmed by Microsoft, but that is the projected earning, next earnings report date, 10-21-2020. Uh, so we don't have to worry about Microsoft for a while. So I mentioned before, early exercise is really rare. I mean, I can count on one hand how many times I've had uh, my options exercised uh, early. And uh, I've been trading 50 to 100 contracts a month for more than two decades now. And that's how many times it's happened, less than five times. Uh, and when it happened, it was usually associated with the next dividend date. So here are some of the reasons why early exercise is so rare. The call buyer has control of the shares up to 4 p.m. Eastern time on expiration Friday. The call buyer can keep the cash in an interest-bearing account up until the last minute. Also, if the contract is exercised, now the call buyer will be exposed to greater capital risk because the price of the stock is much greater than that of the option. Now, those of you that are more sophisticated option traders will understand this. Those that are beginners, and it took me a while to get it also when I first started, but the option buyer will make more money selling the option than exercising the option and selling the stock. They will be capturing the intrinsic value component of the option, but not the time value component. And the most important reason is what I mentioned before. Option buyers wanna be option sellers, not share owners. In most cases, there of course are exceptions. So they don't wanna buy the shares. So uh, early exercise is extremely, extremely rare. But if we wanna capture the corporate dividend, we have to be aware of the X date, dividendinvestor.com is the resource I mentioned, and then write the call on the X date or after the X date, or if, uh, and you could use weekly options actually to circumvent around the X dividend dates. Since these blue chip stocks all have weekly options, that's how we can do that. So early exercise and, and dividend distribution are more likely when, the following. Ex-dividend dates are close to the expiration date. The call strike is in the money. And the dividend about to be distributed is greater than the time value of the option. I mean, look, if the dividend is a dollar and the time value on the option premium is $2, why not sell the option? Why exercise the option? Why spend $2 to, to, to gain a dollar? Okay, so it is true, it is true that some retail investors don't understand this, and they may send an exercise notice to capture that ex-dividend when it actually will cost them money to do so, and that may land in our lap. So to make sure, don't have an, a call option in place that expires after the ex-date. Write the call on the ex-date or afterwards. Use weekly options to circumnavigate around ex-dividend dates four times a year. So here we go. Find the ex-dividend date on dividendinvestor.com. Sell the option the day of or after the ex-date and use weekly options to circumvent around the week of the ex-dividend date. It's something easily avoided. And the ex-dividend date is once again the main reason for early exercise. And even with that, it's still extremely, extremely rare. 
Now, I mentioned um, the exit strategy arsenal, so let me allude to that uh, a bit now before we get into the products and resources and any additional questions that may still exist. Um, the exit strategy arsenal starts with our 20%, 10% guidelines. So uh, that's to protect us when the share price declines. So if we sell an option for $2, let's say, and the stock price starts moving down, that's going to make the value of our premiums lower. Now, we keep the original option premium. Nobody can take that away from us. We keep that. But if we want to buy back the option, we could buy it back at a much lower price than we sold it for. So if we sold it for $2 and it drops down to $0.40, cents, that's the 20% guideline, in the first half of a contract, we automatically buy back that option. Midway through the contract, we're willing to spend only 10%. In that example, 20 cents or lower to buy back the option. Now, once we buy back the option, if we do, many, most of the time it's not necessary, but if we do, we can then look to some of our other exit strategy opportunities, like hitting a double, which is selling the same option a second time in the same contract, rolling down in the same contract to a lower strike, selling the stock if it's dramatically underperforming the market. Uh, some of us use a 7 to 10% guideline in terms of when to sell the underlying security. We also have the mid-contract unwind exit strategy when the price of the stock goes extremely high, causing the time value of the premium to go to zero. And that's something that uh, we can't cover in this webinar, but it is covered in detail in my material. Rolling our options. If we want to keep the same stock in our portfolio for the next contract month and the strike is in the money, we could buy back the near month covered call and then sell the next month's covered call. Buy back the July 50 and sell the August 50. Or we could roll out and up, buy back the July 50 and sell the August 55. So there are many things that we could do to manage our trades to help mitigate losses and to enhance gains. And also, by taking one-month positions, or some of us weekly positions, we have the opportunity to reevaluate our bullish assumptions on a constant basis. We're not taking a six-month commitment or longer. Okay, I want to show you a slide on one of the trades I made, uh, I guess this was last month, uh, with QQQ in one of my portfolios, this might have been my mom's portfolio, I don't recall, but in one of my portfolios here, where I had sold the 249 uh, covered call on QQQ, and it was an out-of-the-money call at that point in time, which generated a $510 per contract, so about a 2% uh, initial time value return on my option. Now, once I entered that trade, like seconds later, I immediately placed a buy to close uh, limit order on that contract. So what's 20% of 510? About a dollar, right? 10% would be 51 and 20% would be a, a dollar too, so a dollar. So I put in a buy to close limit order for a dollar. And you put in GTC or good till cancel. So it will stay in place. And then uh, what I did was, after the first two weeks of the contract, I changed that limit order of a dollar to 50 cents. So I changed it to a 10% buy to close limit order. So it's automated. 
it's good till cancel or until we change it. And uh, that gives us the opportunity to protect against share decline. We buy back the call and then we see what exit strategy we're going to implement next, if any. Uh, are we going to hit a double? Are we going to roll down? Are we going to sell the stock? Uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, we have to be prepared. And a lot of times people will say, well, these exit strategies uh, look like luck. No, it's not luck. It's the intersection of preparation and opportunity. That's what these exit strategies represent. And we must be prepared for everything and anything once we enter a trade. Buying a stock and selling an option, critical skills we must master. But we can't forget about position management. That's what separates us from everybody else in the covered call writing community, is that we know how to manage our trades. We know how to select our stocks. We know how to select our options. All right, not just one or two of those things, but all three. So let me summarize now. In a low interest rate environment, we can establish a strategy with three income streams. So we're looking to capture corporate dividends, option premium, one to 3% in this strategy, and we're gonna use only out of the money calls so we have an opportunity for additional share appreciation. Our success is dependent. I told you, I don't apologize for this. You must master the three required skills. What stocks to select in this case? We're going to select blue chip stocks from the Dow 30 that are outperforming the S&P 500 in three month and one year timeframes. Option selection and the strategy, we're going to use only out of the money calls that will generate a one to two, one to 3% one month time value return. And then position management, which we start out by putting our 20% buy to close limit orders whenever we enter our trades. That's in there seconds after we enter our covered call trade. The recipe for success, education, number one. That's why you're all here, right? I mean, uh, you know, you could be watching Dancing with the Stars or something tonight, but you're here educating yourselves, and I congratulate you for that. Practicing. Now, most of you have been trading covered calls, some of you for a few months, some of you for years. Some of you may be longer than I have, which is more than two decades. But for those of you starting out, you should practice. If, you, uh, if your broker doesn't have a, a paper trade platform, uh, send me or Barry an email and we'll figure things out for you. And now once you have uh, mastered the strategies and paper traded, now you have years and decades to outperform the market on a consistent basis, ultimately leading us to become financially independent and CEOs of our own money. Now I'm gonna show you some of these products that are available, then we'll get into free resources and I'll check back with Barry to see if there are any um, additional questions. I know we have quite a number in the room, so Barry may not have been able to get to all the questions. Uh, the discount promo code that's good tonight and tomorrow is DIV10-1 and that'll get you a 10% on your entire store purchase tonight and tomorrow, DIV10-1. Now, if you go into the uh, Blue Collar store, you will see that we have DVDs, online video programs, uh, a lot of them. Some of them are bundled into groups or they can be purchased individual. We have books in ebook style, hard and soft cover books. 
We have calculators and spreadsheets. Below that, you'll see trade planners. Uh, we have uh, online mentoring programs. So there is an incredible amount of material that the Blue Collar team has developed over the last 12 years that are available to help you master this strategy and once again to beat the market on a consistent basis. We're very proud of this new product that was just made available in our store yesterday. It's called the Blue Collar Investor Elite Plus Calculator. It's a combination of a covered call writing calculator on the top and then in the bottom here, which you can't see, is a, sell, a cash secured puts calculator. The blue cells on the left side of both spreadsheets are the, are the same, where you can enter the stock symbol, the industry groups, you make sure you're not duplicating industries too much. You got your two dates that we talked about tonight, earnings report date, ex-dividend dates, and then the uh, information that you see on the usual uh, Elman and BCI calculators, stock price, option price, strike price, we also now can look at our entire portfolio positions and results. So you can put in the actual number of shares and of course the contract expiration. Now the information that will be generated in the white and yellow cells on the right side of the spreadsheet is so much more than our other calculators. So the time value return for out of the money strikes is the option premium, you could see 270 and 270. If it was an in-the-money strike, the calculator will deduct the intrinsic value. You know, we're using all out-of-the-money strikes here. Now, upside potential, we've defined that for you already. It will give you that. And the break-even point is the price of the stock minus the entire premium. So you'll get that information. Now, the rule is the, the time value return divided by the cost basis, which is the price of the stock uh, for the in-the-money strikes, it would then turn to the strike price. That's explained in the calculator. You can't see it here, but if you hover over any of those uh, column cells, it will explain what the title represents, the formulas within that title. Once again, the percentage of upside potential. So for example, with TSM, you had an initial time value return of 340 with the possibility of an additional 230. So possible 5.7% one month return. Downside protection applies only to in the money strikes. We didn't use any here. Somebody's writing on my, my spreadsheet here. Um, Rue is the, uh, the actual premium times the number of shares. So it will give you uh, a total amount for each trade in terms of how much cash is brought into your account per trade. So in the case of TSM, for example, it's 300 times 270, all right? And that gives us this over here, which is 810. Okay, now we get upside potential and cash amounts, for the, and then you could figure it out, we could figure it out for the whole portfolio, and the total invested, which is the price per share times the number of shares, and for in the money strikes, we'll deduct the intrinsic value from that. Now I want to take uh, your attention over to the uh, position management part of the spreadsheet here, where we put in the 20%, 10% guideline prices. And for those of us that use a 10% uh, guideline for selling the stock, that information is automated with this calculator. Now, one of the uh, features of this new product 
is that we can give you your total portfolio positions. So as an example, total number of contracts in your portfolio, if you add it up, all of these number of shares, it will come to 2,100. And that you could change. As you change it, you will see the change represented over here in the bottom portion of each of these two spreadsheets, which is actually combined into one spreadsheet. The total amount of cash generated into your account from selling the options and the upside potential in the amount of cash. So your total portfolio returns, counting upside and initial time value return, in this case, is $11,139 based on a cost basis of 198.04, and that will give you a flat return without upside of 361% for the month, or 5.84% for the month. The same thing for the uh, put aspect of the spreadsheet on the bottom, it's exactly the same. Of course, uh, with puts it's a little bit different, uh, but the information entered in the blue cells is the same, and the white cells I'll be a little bit different, but as it relates specifically to selling cash secured puts. So this is a new product that you're going to find in the calculator portion of the store. For those of you starting out, um, the best book to get is the Complete Encyclopedia for Covered Call Writing. You're seeing volume two here, but you're going to want to start with the classic edition or volume one uh, if you're going to get just one book on covered call writing. Uh, I just, oh, here we go. Now for cash secured puts, we have selling cash secured puts. Um, there I am in my New York home, which I sold a few years ago, reading the BCI 50. Our latest book, Covered Call Writing Alternative Strategies. Uh, Barry and I co-authored this book. We're very proud of it. It includes portfolio overwriting, the collar strategy, which is covered call writing with protective puts, and the poor man's covered call where instead of a stock, we use a long-term deep in the money leaps option instead of purchasing the stock. The book I'm most proud of has nothing to do with options. Stock Investing for Students. It's just a general finance book uh, with financial principles like dollar cost averaging, dividend reinvestment, difference between mutual funds and ETFs. And uh, it's been picked up by four universities in the United States. And uh, if you have any children or grandchildren uh, interested in learning finance, or if you yourself are not near um, retirement, this might be a good book to help build up your portfolio wealth. Let me go back this. Uh, most of you already received our newsletter. That's how you found out about this. But if any of you found out some way else and you'd like to Get our free newsletter, go to the blog link of our website, www.thebluecollarinvestor.com slash blog. Fill in on the top of that page, fill in the free newsletter uh, information, your name and email, and you'll receive our newsletter and you'll be on our mailing list. You'll get it every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I spend hours a week writing these articles uh, and they all have an educational component. Some of them have trades that I made in my own portfolios. And some of them are trades made by members of the BCI community, but they all have educational value to them. Otherwise, I wouldn't publish it. Once again, the discount promo code is DIV10-1, and it's good tonight and tomorrow. Okay, so um, that takes care of uh, the webinar tonight. Let me uh, ask Barry 
or maybe Darius, if you could put on his mic, I can't find Barry on this page. There are so many people here. Um, if you could uh, make his mic active so Barry can let me know if there are any questions. Uh, no, I think I pretty much hit every one of them. If for some reason I missed, just send me an email uh, it, at uh, Barry at thebluecollarinvestor.com and I'll get right back to you. Okay, and you can also email me at alan at thebluecollarinvestor.com. Uh, Barry will probably be able to get back to you sooner. Uh, but um, I just want to say that uh, I, I really look forward to hearing your feedback regarding uh, these webinar presentations. I've written over the years over 50 of these, and most of them are based on feedback that I get from you, the BCI community, and I thank you so much for giving me all these ideas. If you like these webinars, since we're all gonna be home-based for quite a while, uh, let me know and uh, we'll plan another one. Uh, if you have suggestions on any specific topics that you'd like to learn about, let me know and we will accommodate uh, what a majority of you are interested in. So your feedback is critical to me and as always, I thank you so much for that. So Barry, thanks a million. Darius, thanks a million. We had quite a turnout tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I hope you all stay healthy and safe. And thank you all so much for putting the Blue Collar Investor on the financial map. As always, this is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor. Take care, everybody. <laughs>